So let's just dive into it, man. Let's just dive in. Sorry, as I should say, oos. Let's dive into it, oos. So, wrestling, yeah, wrestling. Actually, before we get into talking about wrestling, let's get the other very unimportant stuff out of the way. Which, I mean, this is going to be a long one, so let's, like, you know, get into yeah, it. Yeah, let's, let's get right through this XFL stuff this week. Yeah. Welcome, everyone, by the way, to Beefy Bowl, which is now uh, not just ball. We're not, hey, we just don't care about balls anymore, man. We care, we nanner coat, and we now care about naked men spandex hitting each other. So, you know, hell yeah, hell yeah brother. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, I saw a news thing. It's only really going to pay $6 billion for the commanders. Hey, man, a lot of money in the NFL. I know, but the commanders. Right. But like, the whole the whole like fuck up stuff is kind of that it's owned by Dan Snyder in that group, right? So you think mm-hmm. new ownership would kind of turn it around? Mm-hmm. Do you think they will? Who knows? <laughs> Anyways, people Dude. are offering over six billion for the commanders. So Dude, that's nuts. The sale should be coming. That's absolutely just soon. silly to pay. Like I don't I don't want to be one of those kind of people. One of those like oh we shouldn't you know you shouldn't be in it but like that's that's too much money. That's too much money for football. That's too much money for football. Right, but like, I'm pretty sure they make that money back pretty fast. I'll give them like $5. I think that's fair. Yeah. I'll give them like, five, I'll, I'll, I'll counter offer. I'll give you about five bucks. And no, I got like seven in my wallet. I got like seven in my wallet. All right, well, if you're going to offer seven, I'll chuck in another seven and we can like co-own a team. Right. Oh, yeah. Bucks. And honestly, at that point, we're overpaying. But, you know, yeah. All right, fine. Sure. Whatever. What a hey first order of business real statues yeah real statues um changing the name back um what else what else are we gonna do move it out Uh, move it move it to knoxville um yeah i think that's that's pretty much all you need to turn that team around i think i'll probably fire riverboat ron as well can you do that though? Has he? Here's my question about Riverboat Ron. Has he? Has his like? Has the cancer pity run out yet? Like, what's the what's the time on that? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Let's get there. What's this about food in the NFL? Uh, there's something I saw pop up this week, but I'll probably save it for next week because there's more important things to talk about. Oh, okay. All right. And it's it's not like pressing news or anything. Like okay. That. Okay. Was that all the news? Or just one thing. Yeah. Woof. Slow right. week for football. Yeah, it's going to be, I think, for a little bit. There was some spring games this week, I think. I think I think Southern Misses was today. Uh, don't quote me on that, because I'm not really certain. I think I saw it on Twitter yesterday. Uh, I can't say anything about it, because I don't, I don't really keep up with spring games. Like, spring games, like, aren't that interesting to me. Like, yeah. who cares? Like, it's just, it's just a scrimmage game, so... Speaking of scrimmage games, apparently some XFL teams this week thought they were playing scrimmage games because they played like shit. All right. Yeah. We'll start it off. Hey, uh, did you know the Renegades suck? I did know that, yeah. I did, man. I tell you what, the Sea Dragons, kind of kind of a good team. Kind of a good team. Ben DiNucci is... Um, He's out there. 21 for 32. Not bad. He did throw a pick. Yes. However, D. Plitt, whoever the hell that, that's not, that wasn't Arlington's quarterback. That's a new guy, right? Uh, Drew Plitt. I think he was there last week. Is is Arlington just so shitty that I don't even know their players' names? Yeah. Okay, that tracks. Uh, he didn't even have a touchdown. He kind of was slinging it too. It was pretty good. Quarterback play is starting to get a little bit better in the XFL. I'm guessing that's a result of, like, you know, the QBs and the receivers trying to finally kind of get on the same page. But as usual, Danucci cooked, shredded the the Renegades, who just decided to have a midseason collapse. I mean, bold strategy, honestly. It's not one I would have gone with. Yeah, I mean, losing four games straight after winning your first three isn't the best strategy. Well, you know, hey, there's another team I can think of. (laughs) It's on the same track. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yeah, no, uh, man, honestly, like now, like I'm kind of leaning like, like what's crazy is like how much better the North is than the South. Like only one team in the South has a winning record. And as of next week, that could change. But you've got D.C., St. Louis and Seattle in the North. That's 
that's pretty good. Like all three of those teams are really, really, really decent. Um, DC mm, hitting a little bit of a pothole, but we'll get to that. So playoff time is it's going to get a little messy. I think it's going to get a little messy. So yeah, Ben DiNucci, boy, he sure is. He sure is good at football. I like of all the players like that I'm seeing like Ben DiNucci. I definitely think he might be the one who like we see maybe go up to the NFL, not as a starter, obviously, right? But yeah, defi- I mean, he was already a backup for the Cowboys, and he kind of fucking sucked. So yeah, but sometimes it's about that, you know, that that confidence factor, you know. And when you're a backup, you don't really ever get that confidence factor like built up because you usually just get thrust into it when you know the starter gets hurt, and then you know you might embarrass yourself or something and then that breaks the confidence but in the xfl you know doing really good i'm just saying like you know if yeah, someone if like, someone needs a backup call Danucci. but now what about backups like heineke who was originally a backup for like a whole season then he gets thrown into the playoffs and balls out and now he's been like a starter well i mean I, yeah there's exceptions to that of course but i think heineke's just an exceptional I'm just talent saying, that was like, overlooked I don't think you can just throw yourself on the excuse that you don't get to build the confidence. Like there's just right. the fact that you're in on a team in the NFL should give you confidence. All right. I think, All right. Okay. I, I think that's a, I don't think it's a good excuse to say, oh, also, I'm a also to be fair, is Danucci good or is Josh Gordon just kind of padding out his stats a little bit? Well, Josh Gordon only caught three for 43. In this is that game. right? Okay, well, there you go. Answer now, my I do question. think a big issue for the Sea Dragons is they have absolutely zero run game. Because, hmm. I mean, Danucci was their top run game, and you don't want a Justin Fields situation. No. Or a Kyler Murray situation. Oh, God. Of those. Oh, God. Hey, Phoenix. We have Phoenix there. I like. I love Phoenix shows up. And he's not even a sports guy. He's here to support the boys. Love to see him. Speaking the of... next game... Yeah. Uh, which one of these was first? The uh, oh, Brahma's yeah. Vipers. Well, uh, I'm happy to announce the Brahma still suck. Um, pretty badly, actually. They turned it over three times. Ben Kurt, kind of okay, but also kind of not. No, I think... he sucks. Oh, okay. Wow, well, I was being generous. Um, Listen, 5.8 yards averaging a pass sucks. Okay. No, I mean, I, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to be the positive one here. I'm trying to be the positive one here. But uh, McClendon with the Vipers. Did I see that Perez got traded away? I think. Um, what I was don't his know. name? What was his first Lewis name? Luis Perez. Luis Perez. Uh, let's see. He's on the Renegades now. Yeah. Oh, woof. They didn't even. They didn't. They didn't even use him. What? Okay, whatever. Maybe there's some like weird ass rules for who, trades. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? Uh, well, they could use them because that other guy sucks. But yeah, no, Brahma still suck. Vipers also suck. But I think it's I think I've said before, like of all the teams that suck the worst, like the Vipers are the ones there that's like there's flashes of brilliance there. They just can't put a complete game together, you know, right. against good teams. Now this one they did faltered in the then the second half a little bit only seven points versus nineteen in the first half, but um, yeah, shocker. Contro, uh-huh. the Brahmas are really bad. No, as we'll get to in a minute, the Brahmas might might now be the worst team in the XFL. I think like it might be them or the Renegades in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's them, but I, I really want to say it's the Brahmas because the Renegades like started strong, the Brahmas didn't. The Brahmas showed a little bit of talent there and then just completely went to shit. I'm putting this all on Heinz Ward by the way. I don't th- like I just don't think players usually make good coaches. And yeah, there's exceptions yeah. to that, but I think this in this one is not. So yeah, rip, uh, rip the Brahmas, which is funny because it's me and the Brahmas, the Rock. It's funny that his like flagship team is now one of the worst. Um, man, I want to sh- I want to shout out someone real quick. All right, a seer, a genius. Someone even go as far to say, uh, a young man, very handsome. Last week, said me? no me said. I'm pretty sure it was me though. I'm pretty sure it was me though. 
but whatever we'll we'll consult the archives said hey wouldn't it be crazy if the guardians beat the defenders and we all kind of had a good little chuckle um and and then they won <laughs> yeah i'll tell you what i mean I've been kind of saying it the past few weeks since my man's Quentin Dormandy came back to the right. team. He's been cooking. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, I didn't disagree. And I mean, what a crazy, like, what a crazy story with that guy to go from literally like fired, maybe like facing like criminal charges, to now being, you know, one of the better quarterbacks in the entire league, knocking I down mean, he the. Set, he set the record for most touchdowns scored in a single XFL game today with six. That's super impressive actually um and then to defeat the who we honestly thought was undefeatable the defenders honestly i mean i think even last week we were like nobody can defeat them they're just gonna sleepwalk into the uh playoffs but i mean i don't i mean it was one point but hey quick shout out to all 1500 people that were at this stadium (laughs) to watch them win um because it was i it was rough it was real rough uh, was this the has, was this the highest scoring game of the year so far? It was close, Maybe. if not. If it was close, it was close, if not. Uh, short of man, I, it, may, it makes you feel a little bad because Tamu was cooking. Tamu is uh, Tamu's good. Like Tamu's good at this. He's good at the game of football. Quinn Dormady's also really good at the game of football, but Tamu is like really good. However, as we'll get to later on in the show. We are not really in a like Pacific Islander, Samoan, Hawaiian respecting mood right now. So big shout out to Quinn Dorman. No, we're big gooses. Tamu's my ooze. Oh, that's right. That's a <laughs> Jordan Tamu bloodline. Yeah, man. I, I just because you know, we'll get to talking about WrestleMania here in a second, but I was watching WrestleMania during this and you you were like, yo, the Guardians might actually win. And I'm like, nah. Quit quit flying. Quit flying, bro. Quit flying. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Because I was also watching WrestleMania, I figured I should go check the score of the game to see if anything did happen. I'm like, oh, the Guardians are winning right now. Right. And it's late in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I turned over at the two-minute warning, and it was just like, when I... Because <laughs> they got their quarter, the kicker, the final, it came down to a kick. And they were like, was it like a 56-yard? Uh, oh, 63. 63. Woof. And this That's guy long in the NFL, and there's like an XFL kicker to do that. Uh-huh. And this guy had already missed like what a 27 yarder or something, and I'm like, no shot, no shot, and quite literally, no shot. He missed it. To be fair, to be fair, it was only slightly to the right. So if they had gotten him five more yards, I think this is, I think this is a, t- a field goal. Honestly, I think he makes this. So don't put this on. Like, don't put this on the kicker. Honestly, like I don't like. No, I don't I like. Mean, they forced two turnovers in the no. fourth quarter, and then they failed yeah. to do anything with that. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I it, there's a time and a place to shit on kickers, right? But when you put them at 63 yards with a running clock, right? That ain't that ain't it. That ain't the time to shit on them. So. Man, I okay. I, Listen, the Guardians. This was their statement game. Yeah, this is they where are, is this where the comeback they begins. Are, they're technically not out of the playoffs. They're two wins behind, and they have Arling, the Renegades, and the Brahmas in their division. So Dude, like, <laughs> they are not out no. of the running for no. the playoffs. No, so this could be one of the greatest comebacks of recent memory in pretty much any sport. So that's kind of crazy. To think about because we've been clowning on them for a couple of weeks now so honestly hey i'm here for it man i'm here for it i want it i kind of wanted to happen go guardians man orlando, yeah, a little bit orlando's kind of a shithole but you know what so is dc so right. yeah uh then there was another game we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to yeah we'll just run through it real quick okay we'll run through it real quick uh, the battle hawks beat up your roughnecks man my roughnecks, roughnecks have dropped three straight yep, they have they keep scrambling around, picking different quarterbacks, and nothing's yeah. working for yeah. them. Wish they'd gotten Perez. Man. And uh, McC- that's about all I have to say about this McCarron one. McCarron is pretty decent at football, man. Well, he's not great. He's all right. He's just pretty good. But the thing is, it's like it's like he's kind of like back at Alabama. He's like... You know, uh, God, who was it? It's one of those NFL guys on... Um, 
ESPN, and he always has really terrible takes about the draft. But I remember him talking about AJ like back when he was still in college, and he was like, "Oh, he he won't be any good in the NFL. You know, he's too much of a I forgot what they called him, but it was like, yeah, but like that's that's an intangible about quarterbacks, right? Like a field general, you know." And yeah. I think people shit on that because they want to see big flashy stuff. They want to see a Kyler Murray. They want to see a Justin Fields type, like big flashy. Well, how are the how are the how's it going for them? You know, how's it going for them? How's it working out for them? Granted, they are still in the NFL, and AJ McCarron's in the XFL. Okay, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. But you know, it's not all about money. I mean, it is all about money, but yeah, you know what I mean. But you know what I mean, though. You know what I'm getting at. I, I sure do. I just think the Battle Hawks have kind of like coalesced around AJ, and that's why they just keep winning. So, Houston, I don't have an answer. I literally have no answer. I think you said it best. I just think their identity is not there at the quarterback position. This guy, Cole McDonald, fucking blows. Didn't even get half his passes, averaging three yards. Yeah, he got a touchdown, but he gets an in. It's just fucking, it's embarrassing. Like, it's, it's embarrassing. Well- They've got a nice target for a bounce back game this next week. I hope. I hope. Let's talk about it. Who we got? Who we got coming up? All right. Oh, thank God. It's a Saturday Sunday thing again. All right. We got noon Saturday, April 8th, Vegas and St. Louis. Oh, that's so easy, man. Like, that's not even a question. Yep. St. Louis, steamrolls. Orlando at Arlington at the 3 p.m. slot. Easy. Orlando, the Guardian. The comeback begins, baby. Like we are watching, we are watching something beautiful right now. Shout out, by the way, we're only like three ways, three weeks away from the playoffs. Woof, time flies. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, two p.m. slot. We got Houston, the uh, Houston at the Brahmas. Honestly, if Houston cannot right the ship with, at, against the Brahmas, that program's dead, dead to me. It's just dead to me. I'm going to St. Louis. I, like I, that's not a hard shift for me. It's literally closer to me, I think. And AJ's my boy. Um, but I tell you what, this 6 p.m. game next week, this is the one. DC now, and Seattle. If it wasn't for what happened this week, I'd say DC all the way. Mm-hmm. But because they lost this week and they're playing in Seattle, I feel yeah. like I got to give Seattle the edge here. Uh, it's a coin flip for me, but I tell you what, what a storyline, though. Cause you're right. Like before, like I, I don't, I don't know where we go with this. Like I don't, I don't know. But now, Danucci has a chance here. They're vulnerable. They're bleeding. They're on their knees. You could, you could make them lose two in a row and set yourself up for for something really great. Cause it, this is an intra intra divisional matchup, right? Statement game for the playoffs. Probably gonna have to play them again. I think. Um, uh, they already lost them once. Okay. Well, they they might have. To, what I'm saying is they might have to get, play them again in the playoffs because it's oh, the sure. top two per uh, division. So I mean, if things work out, you might you might have to play them again. So you know, you want to win this rubber match, right? So, uh, huge Ben Denucci respecting stream right here. So love to see it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Whatever. Football. Yeah. Let's cool. get into the good stuff. Let's get into the good shit, man. All right wrestlemania 39 holy shit this was this was hype. two nights this was hype as hell all right let's start off with the um a little shout out to the hall of fame we had a friday night after smackdown i didn't watch it Rey mysterio was inducted stacy keebler the great muda uh andy kaufman uh and then tim white who was a uh, referee, which I wanted to point out, and shout out to the WWE. Um, so in I don't know, was it 2015 or 16 when the Ultimate Warrior died, right? And um, they set up the Ultimate Warrior Award, right? And he originally right. wanted the Ultimate Warrior Award to be given to like people backstage that didn't get enough attention. Well, back then. Uh, you know, Vince was still firmly in the helm, and so was Stephanie McMahon. And Stephanie McMahon, obviously, you know, woman. Yeah. Um, she was into that whole like, like you know, mark activism is a form of marketing, right? 
So they set up the award, but instead of doing that, they gave it to like kids dying of cancer or whatever. They gave it to that Connor kid. Granted, that was a sad story. Yeah. They gave it to some quadriplegic guy. They gave it to some other woman that did whatever. And it was like, that's not what he wanted. Right. That's he wanted like people who were like were completely underrepresented. Right. Backstage like referees. Yeah. And apparently they, a couple of years ago, they stopped that. They gave it to, like I said, they gave it to Connor. That was the kid. They gave it to, um, some, uh, Lagrange or something. He was a quadriplegic. He played football or something. And then, uh, John London, whatever the hell that is. Oh, she's on good morning America. She had something to do with breast cancer. I, I don't know. But anyway, after that, they started giving it to like actual wrestlers. They gave it to, uh, Shad. They gave it to, uh, Titus O'Neil. And then they gave it to this, uh, this guy, this, um, he, he was an old uh, referee, like back in the Attitude Era days and stuff. So, I mean, that's yeah, that's what you want to see. Like, you want to see like the little guy get recognized. Like, don't do this like activism as a form of marketing bullshit. That's so boring. Like, that's you do. That's what you do. Make a wish for it, right? So, I don't know. Uh, the lead up to I'm gonna tell you what this WrestleMania. It just it felt big, right? It just felt big, and it felt yeah, good. They're- Quite a few storylines that have been building up for a hot minute. Quite a few. So we'll so we'll break them down as we go into each match. So we started night one. Um, Austin Theory. Cena Theory. Cena Theory, Austin, United States champion. We talked about this last week. I said there's no way. There's no way Theory wins or no loses. Shot. Yeah, John Cena's not coming back. He's not going to be a champion. He's not going to be a defending champion. Not happening. Drop it. Forget it. I was right. I was also right that he wasn't going to win clean because he didn't. He definitely yeah, went for he definitely went for a nut shot, which he also bit him multiple times. He did bite him multiple times. I liked it. I liked it because it played into the thing with John Cena warning him, you know, during that promo they cut um, a couple of weeks ago. By the way, shout out to John Cena just completely not showing up for this entire program. Right? Oh, yeah. Love to see it. Um where he was essentially warning Austin, saying, like, you know, I recognize what you're doing. You're doing the ruthless aggression thing that I did that almost got me fired. Don't do it. It's a bad path. And then Austin Theory gets in the ring, and what does he do? He just goes full ruthless aggression. He's biting. He's, you know, he's playing dirty. He's punching balls, right? So it's kind of like, I'm interested to see where this goes, right? Like, I'm interested to see where this goes, honestly. I, I, I don't think Austin Theory is great like he's definitely to me he's an upper mid carter i don't see him like ever main eventing wrestlemania i just don't feel it you know he's not john cena by any stretch of the imagination even even though that's kind of what they were trying to set him up with i don't know i didn't like it i didn't like it but anyway of course austin theory retains he remains a shit ass shocker uh i don't really know where we're gonna i don't know where we're gonna go with this i don't i don't really know who we could set up to I'm for the title after this. I mean, it's not going to, I mean, John Cena, he will see him again, like three, four years. So, um, but I am excited. I'm excited to see what happens. You know, the United States championship is not really like a prestigious title. It never has been. So, you know, whatever. All right. Second match. We got the, uh, men's WrestleMania showcase showcase fatal four way tag team match. That's a mouthful. The street process. This was a good match. It was, I, I, I love a good, busy match like this uh street pot profits angelo dawkins and montez ford uh defeated braun Strowman and ricochet that got such a weird tag team to me braun Strowman and ricochet yeah. whatever uh alpha academy chad gable of course and otis i don't know honestly like it feels like they just kind of like completely dropped that storyline with him and those weird people backstage i don't know if they're gonna go back to it i hope they were will because that was kind of funny uh, the Viking Raiders with Valhalla. I wanted to see what, what does Valhalla look like? Oh, she's kind of cute, actually. Her feet were out. Oh, she's from Louisville. What? She was barefoot, bro. Okay. Uh, she's from Louisville, Kentucky. All right, cool. Oh, she's married. Okay. Oh, she's actually married to one of the guys in the Viking Raiders. The fat one, actually, I think. Oh, no. Not the fat one. Well, they're both kind of fat. The yeah, less they were fat both one. pretty large. The le- the less fat one. The less fat one. His name's Eric, but his real name is Raymond Rowe, and he's from Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? It's like we gotta find a guy that can play a a Viking straight out of Norway. Let's get the guy from Cleveland. 
All right, whatever. I'm anyway, say it's the uh, fucked up Viking area of America. I don't know. That's Minnesota. It actually is. Uh, I think Minnesota has like the most Norwegian ancestry per capita anywhere else outside of like Oslo. So gross. Yeah, but moving on. Yeah, moving on. And the street profit. Yeah, uh, yeah, I said them first. Uh, yeah, love to see it. Uh, of course, the Street Profits one. I really like the Street Profits, man. I think that they got a lot of personality. I think their whole yeah, like, fun. yeah, they're fun. They work real well together. I also like the Alpha Academy, but they're like kind of like the mid card like joke stable a little bit, kind of like Santino like Morella. Otis is just kind of like a ball. <laughs> the little boy looks like a big asshole butter butterball turkey. Oh man, he's fat. He's funny though. I like him. Uh, yeah, great match. Uh, I loved fucking Braun Strowman flying halfway across the ring. Uh, really great spot with the Viking Raiders, like about to power slam from the top rope, the Street Profits, and then Ricochet climbs on. It's just a five man clusterfuck down oh, to the mat. That was great. Oh, what a spot! I loved it. Yeah, uh, for like, yeah. I mean, this had no stakes. Literally a showcase match. You know. Everyone got the WrestleMania moment. Love to see it. Perfect. Uh, oh, th- okay. Now this one, this one was really good. I'm annoyed because I I missed a lot of it. Um, because Contra, this was one of my top matches. No, I'm not. That's not Contra at all. I don't think. All right. So I missed the intro of this. Seth freaking Rollins and Logan Paul. I missed the intro to this because I was watching the the game the Defenders and the Guardians game. I flipped back. Right. I apparently missed out. Logan Paul came down on a fucking zip line, like like uh, Brett the Hitman Hart or something. Loved. No, 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 no. Um, Shawn Michaels, not Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah. yeah, they call it a zip line, but it was more of just like, it wasn't It wasn't really like a traditional zip line. It was kind mm-hmm. of just like they pulled him up on a cable and moved him forward. Oh, yeah, whatever whatever i don't care uh we talked about it a couple of times over the past couple of weeks i'm not a huge logan paul guy obviously not you know a youtuber vtuber or no, i'm a huge vtuber guy vlogger kind of guy but you know you made a good point and we'll expand on this here in a second especially with the surprise and in, uh interruption it's good to have these guys in the industry because young people like them and young people are gonna watch them pretty much no matter yep. no matter where they are and i think i mentioned it yes last night i said that's true i saw like on on their social media like every time logan paul is mentioned like their engagement blows up so i mean hey whatever it takes wrestling has already changed a whole bunch so i mean you know whatever's got to whatever what, what you know whatever we got to do to to make it survive which let me take us to a side here for a second I did read um, there is big rumors right now going around that the UCF, UFC, and uh, WWE are going to merge into some sort of like... Oh, I, I heard about that. Yeah. yeah, some sort of like combat sport company. Uh, I think that's great, honestly. I mean, UFC has like... UFC is like respected, right? Like ESPN covers the shit out of them. You know, they get all this talk. They get all like... Young people also like UFC, right? Like, boxing has kind of come back a little bit. Again, thanks to people like Logan Paul, sort of. Um, but UFC, huge thing. I I think that could be huge, honestly. So, But that ties in with this. Uh, yeah, this was a great match. I'm not a huge fan. I've said it many times of Seth freaking Rollins. I think it's a little yeah, cringe. I don't like the freaking bit. Uh-uh. I liked him in his old thing, like when he, when he was like the, you know, right out of the shield. But it is what it is. Um... So when I turned back, like, because I didn't see the intro, I was wondering, I was like, why the fuck is there a guy dressed in, like, a, he dressed up like a bottle? Yeah, so Prime is, like, his energy drink right. brand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was just, like, a Prime bottle mascot. Right, and out of context that we later found out, it was like, this is weird, right? This is weird. But anyway, we eventually find out it's fucking KSI. Uh, another huge YouTuber for people who don't know. I don't know who doesn't know that, but, uh, also a boxer again. There you go. That's what I was talking about. Another boxer. Uh, apparently I think he's a decent boxer too. Um, I think so. Oh, he's only, he's only, he's, he's fought once and he's won once. So he's undefeated. (laughs) He's undefeated, but 
whatever. Seth freaking, oh, it was so great. Logan Paul went up to the top rope, right? He had Seth on the Spanish announce desk. He was about to hit him with the big one. Seth rolls off, pulls KSI, who's talking mad shit onto it, and he hits him with a frog's Ah, What a great spot. I loved it. Uh, Seth Rollins did end up winning, but really, really decent match. Like, for what was essentially like a... Very impressive performance out of Logan Paul. It really was for, like, what was essentially like a, a celebrity match, you know? Like, it was really good. Like, really yeah, he's good. He's off a lot of impressive stuff. Like, he's... it's like box jump up to the top rope yeah he, to like he's flip. decent that spot the at the royal rumble him and ricochet with the coast to coast where they slammed into each oh, other yeah. oh my he's he's really good at wrestling like really good for a celebrity i mean for anyone but especially for a celebrity um i kind of hope we see more of this like uh, it, hopefully it's not like the insufferable types of you know influencers or whatever you want to call them but you know if it yeah, gets so now I did see, like, in a follow-up interview, I think KSI said he wants to take on Bobby Lashley. Oh. So we'll see if that turns into something. I Hey, I mean, I love Bobby Lashley, so that could be a good one. KSI is, like, not a huge guy, though, I don't think, so that's kind of... He is nowhere near as big as Bobby Lashley. What, uh, do we, does he have his stats on his wiki page? Uh, six, six foot, uh, and it doesn't say his weight cruiserweight which is i don't know boxing stuff he weighed uh, in at 187 for his boxing so this guy is literally smaller than i am and he wants to go up against bobby lashley hey man hey right. maybe maybe he can bulk up <laughs> maybe 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 so yeah great match um and you were saying earlier about how like they get eyes on the thing and like i think the clip of uh logan paul going putting ksi to the table like that that thing went big yeah yeah and that's what i'm saying man like and that's what these kids do they what they're only they're only watching these clips and i mean if as long as they're doing that and maybe tuning in and buying merch hey okay whatever it takes because they're gonna grow up right eventually they're gonna grow out of stupid zoomer shit eventually i mean i think you know as much as we shit on zoomers like every generation acts like idiots and acts really dumb and terrible but they do eventually grow up and you take things from that right and you keep doing them so hey yeah, maybe we've made some lifelong fans here so speaking of lifelong fans oh, trish stratus oh man oh man yeah i uh i'll be real with you when whenever the women's matches came on i hit the mute and looked away i know but trish stratus man she is she's she's all right she's all right i mean Let's be real. They're not real. We all know. We all know. Uh, oh, there were some other women there, too. Uh, Lita and Becky Lynch. I do like Lita, too. I like Becky Lynch. These damage control women, I don't really know who they are. Bailey is okay. Uh, yeah, six-woman tag match. It, uh, it happened. Um, they won. Damage control lost. Uh, okay. Don't care. Yeah. Listen. Now, this one. I was waiting for this one. Ray Mysterio. The storyline for this one was oh, so good. Oh my god. And what's great, because I'd missed a lot of it, right? Because I, I only kind of came back and started paying attention uh, at the Royal Rumble. I'd missed like the whole lead up to this from last September, where uh, at the tail end of where I was watching was when Dominique came into the WWE. And I thought it was really cool. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't even know Dominique Mysterio had a son, but that's cool that he's going to wrestle. And that's cool. And I didn't know anything about this, uh, you know, the, the, the not the Dominion Judgment Day. I didn't know anything about that. I Rhea Ripley, all this. I didn't know anything about it. So, uh, you know, they, they gave the backstory of that. So it was very interesting. He has just been a little shit ass. Good Lord. Oh, yeah. Showing up at Thanksgiving, showing up on Christmas Eve, just pissing everybody off. And I'm thinking, son, it's a little late to have a goth face. Like, come on. And yeah. for Rhea Ripley, really? Really? Because, I mean, she's not terrible, but... You can, Bro, she's his new mommy. You can do better. You can do better. Oh, by the way, man, his sister was at ringside. Old girl caked up. Damn. Oh, yeah. I did look up her age first. She's, we're fine saying that. We're fine saying that. But, damn, she caked up. Kind of cute. Uh, she's dating some dweeb, though. That's not the point. Anyway, uh, Dominique loses, of course. But Rey Mysterio had an all-time intro. Comes into fucking Eddie Guerrero's music. 
on a low rider driven by Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Dog. Snoop Double G. The dog father the of dog. WrestleMania. I don't know how I feel about that, to be clear. I'm going to be real cheap. I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't know how I feel about that one. I didn't hate it. I yeah, like that. We'll, we'll get into the future bits that he did with the Miz. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But but yeah, no, great. Uh, the match itself was it was all right. It was okay. It was kind of just more of the same. It was like it was a match form of the feud they've been having. Like the mother was involved. Yeah. You know, he threw like a, a drink on his sister. It's just it's what you expected. But watching Domino McMahon, oh, watching him literally spank him with a belt. Was was, oh, that was so good. oh I love that that was so fun I was like literally cheering I was like finally fuck you you little bitch ah God I hate Dominique Mysterio uh, speaking of Rhea Ripley though she came up next uh, defeated Charlotte Fair Flair clean by pinfall for the SmackDown Women's Championship again women's I will say this you know I know you talk about women's matches this was pretty good Rhea Ripley is is really good and Charlotte's not bad either. I just don't like hearing Charlotte talk. I've talked about this before. It's like I don't. I don't like to hear her talk because it's just like, did you know my father is the Nature Boy Ringling? Like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah. But uh, pretty good match actually. Like very technical. I, I really enjoyed it. It was the second longest match of the night. It was almost thirty minutes long. So pretty good. Going into this though, this yeah. So the Miz comes back out on stage with Snoop Dogg, and the Miz gives like kind of an open challenge. Because he's, I guess, pissed he didn't have a match. And Al, oh no, the the like Snoop Dogg said it would be better if he had a match. Oh, okay. And then then the Miz said he gave an open challenge, but no, everyone was scared and wouldn't Ah, take his challenge. Except old Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, love to see it. Looking a little paunchy, but that's fine. He kept his shirt on. Sorry, he kept his WrestleMania wife beater on. Very important tank top. He called it a tank top. Very important. Uh, he's kind of a decent wrestler. I mean, he's not great or anything, but I mean, it was a, it was a very short short little match. Looked good. Uh, George Kittle out in the crowd, 49ers player. Uh, Played him for the 49ers. Yeah, came in and uh, helped whip his ass. Very cool. Uh, great. I love that Pat McAfee's signature move is just like punting someone's head. That's Yeah, I mean, I like this. that a lot more than just copying someone else's finisher. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just literally kick him in the fucking head. So, ah, then we come to the main event, the beginning of the downfall of the bloodline, as I had predicted. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. This was the longest match of the night at 24 minutes and 15 seconds. Uh, great match, very, very brutal. Great match. Watching Sami Zayn get, I, I love Sami Zayn's whole thing. Because you look at him and he just looks like a fucking janitor or something. He doesn't look like a wrestler. And his whole strategy is just get the shit kicked out of you for like 15 minutes and then like somehow pull off the win. That's his whole thing and I kind of love it. Get beat up until they get tired. Yeah. (laughs) Because literally, 24 minute match, 20 minutes of it was him getting his ass kicked. Easily. Easily. Kevin Owens was barely in the ring. Kevin Owens, yeah. Kevin Owens, of course, you know. Kind of out there on the side, and, and and they pulled it off. And as I said, I was like, "This, this is. I think that that's if they win, that signals." They were, th- they were following what we thought was going to happen when we talked about it last week. Oh, the bloodline is coming to collapse to to the letter, to the le- the whole thing really up until the last. We'll get there, uh, but that was night one. I believe there was eighty something thousand people there. Very decent attendance. Very decent. SoFi Stadium looked great, man. I mean, it's a very new stadium, so I'd hope it's good. That stage was cool as hell. It's like three stories tall or something. Yeah, SoFi's uh, capacity is 70,000, so like the 80,000 with the extra seating in mm-hmm. the, the usual football field area. Mm-hmm. So, Well, they had, yeah, to rope, like, they had to rope off a lot of the bleachers, too, because of the whole stage thing. So, Right, but yeah. I want to say that's like possibly sold out, if not nearly. They said it was sold out, but they they frequently make shit up about that, so... Um, right, but if it was actually 80,000, I could see that as being sold out. Right. Night two, Brock Lesnar and Omos. This match lasted a whopping five minutes. Um, I'm going to be real. Yeah. Wasn't a fan of this match. No, it kind of sucked. It, 
it really sucked actually i mean it was kind of like omos is kind of just like a meme right like he the dude is way too big to actually wrestle right yeah i will say he did make brock lesnar look small standing next to him which is crazy yeah so uh yeah i mean omos is cool to like bring out for like expedition ex exhibition matches it's fun but i don't know if i would like i honestly i would have switched the two i would have started with the women's showcase fatal four-way i would have started off with that then gone into brock lesnar and then moved on but i i don't know uh because yeah, i was when, when you've got viewers like me can you really start it with a women's match that's true. But when I mean a less than five minute squash match, I don't know. Uh hit a hit almost with the F five, which in its in and of itself was was kind of impressive. I did predict that they would do the ring collapse thing. They didn't, thankfully, but whatever. Uh speaking of the women's match after that, a fatal four way showcase, bunch of people whose names I don't know. So I'm just gonna kinda breeze past it. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Badger are extremely ugly and it hurts to look at them. Oh yeah. Uh, I have no interest in that man. No interest in that. But then we come in strong. Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. Man, this was a great match. And this, like, because those first two matches were kind of like, eh, okay. This got the crowd into it, man. Sheamus oh, yeah. and Drew McIntyre beat the ever-loving shit out of each other. Like, damn. Love to see it, although it kind of cost him because Gunther just like spent most of the match just like hiding and let them beat each other yeah. up. But oh man, what a great match, man! Sheamus like because Sheamus is getting on. He's like forty five or something. He's getting up there. He's still got it. Hey, he's he's great. Drew McIntyre, of course. I really, I don't love him in this thing with Sheamus. I kind of wish he they'd push him for like you know something on his own like give him the american championship or something i don't know like i just like him in in solo programs better i don't know that's just me um i don't love gunther retaining because i don't oh prudes here fuck the miz yeah yeah he got fucked pretty he, hard he did twice although we'll get to that in a second because that was actually really funny um but uh i don't love gunther the whole imperium thing is just kind of like anime the imperium thing like 25 years ago would have been hilarious right because they could have been right. way edgier with it but you can tell that they're like going in a certain direction with it but they keep having to constantly pull back on it because you obviously can't this day and age like 25 years ago he, this would have just been like a straight up like Axis power stable you know oh, and yeah. gunther would have come out like full like a parade of like jackbooted thugs, brown shirts, you know, hidden Roman salutes as they walk down to the massive booze. Uh, but these, I don't know. It just feels, it feels like diet Nazi thing, but I don't know. I just don't like, I just don't even like the way Gunther looks. I just, whatever, whatever, whatever. Seamus and Drew McIntyre though, killed this match. Gunther was there. Uh, yep. our, our girl, Hometown girl, Bianca Belair, from... Belair. No, she's from Knoxville. Yeah, but Belair's in her name, so... Right. Okay, whatever. Uh, I, you... The extent of what I saw of this match... Oh, sorry, I'm going to go off here for a minute. Go ahead. Was, like, uh, Bianca Belair's entry with, like, all the dancing and shit, and I yeah. was not a fan of what I was watching. No, it was a little strange. It was a little strange, but uh, we do respect her for being from Knoxville, and she did go to University of Tennessee. So we respect, well, sort of. Um, we also like Roska. She's cool. She's from Osaka, Japan, if you didn't know. Uh, I did. Yeah, this was a pretty decent match, too. So this was like the Rhea Ripley-Charlotte Flair one. It's like, even though it was a women's match, it's like, these two are just like really good competitors. Bianca Belair is like, I don't know, you look at her and it's like, oh, she's nothing. But then you watch her wrestling, and it's like, damn, she's kind of got like some... Like definition to her, she's kind of like she's kind of built. Like she can kind of whip your ass. Um, Oscar, of course, went for that weird ass mist stuff. She, I, I don't, how, does, how does she do that? Is there like a hidden flask in her in her in her trunks or something? How does she how does she get that uh, liquid in her mouth? I feel like she's got to have some pouch that will only 
first when she like properly bites onto it. Maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I'm gonna look into that because I was very interested because it was like, you know, this is a what a 16 minute match. I was like, there's not well, she's not holding the water in her mouth the whole time. I'm like, well, how, how, are we, how are we doing this? I'm very intrigued by that mist thing. Speaking of uh, the great Muda being introduced in the Hall of Fame, of course, uh, that's very much a pro wrestler thing. That mist, I, I don't really like it, but eh, it looks kind of cool. So, yeah, Bianca Belair uh, retains the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Um, the Miz and Snoop Dogg once again out there. Another, uh, she does it the same way Tajiri did. I don't know how Tajiri did it. Do you know? Phoenix apparently knows the secrets. He he's got uh, the. I found a ten-year-old Reddit thread about how Tajiri did it, okay. and supposedly the ref would hand them like a little capsule like, hmm. midway through the match. And okay, that made sense. That's what I thought because. Uh, wrestling, of course, relies on a, like a lot of things like magic does, right? With like sleight of hand. And if yep. you notice, right before she went for the mist, there was like she bought like a uh, uh, Bianca bumped into the ref, right? And like that's the thing everyone's focusing on. So sleight of hand. Yeah, that's that's a, that's assumed. Uh, hydrate. That's what I assumed was. So okay. After that, uh, The Miz, back out there with Snoop Dogg, got into a little bit of a verbal altercation, and Snoop Dogg once again opened up a challenge for The Miz, who definitely did not want to wrestle in his $10,000 suit. Of course, wondering, I was like, because I was like, who, who are we going to bring out? Because it's not going to be like a big name, right? Like, you know, Pat McAfee, not a big name, but, you know, a wrestler. I'm like, who, 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 who are we going to bring out? And... I'll tell you, I shocked when I heard, here comes the money. Shane O'Mac runs down the stage. Love to see it. Um, what you don't love to see is that a minute and 20 seconds in, he fucking tore his hamstring or something, or his quad or something. Was, like, fucked up his knee. Fucked up his knee real bad, uh, which I did say, like father, like son, uh, Vince infamously back in the day did a very similar thing. He ran in during some match, and while running in, he tore not one, both his quads getting into the rink, running down and getting into the rink. Yeah, a little bit. Fucked it all up. He was out forever. Um, ah, it's, it's kind of painful to watch. Snoop, I'll tell you what. I thought it was a work at first, but Snoop Dogg, hey, shout out to Snoop Dogg for improvising, right? Yeah. Like, because that's why I thought it was like a work at first. I was like, Snoop Dogg just like immediately like took over. But hey, really good. And how old is Snoop Dogg? 50, he's 51. Okay. He's, I love that you hit him with like a, like a variation of the people's elbow or something. That was really cool. Yeah, anyway, as Prude said, fuck the Miz. It was funny to see him get beat up not once, but twice or really thrice, honestly, I guess. First by yeah. Shane O'Mac and then Snoop Dogg. Um, Although, of course, according to this, The Miz technically defeated Shane McMahon by referee stoppage. So, um, I'll look into that, actually, and see if there's any word on that. But after that, we had... Uh, Hell in a Cell. Oh, funny, oh, you know what? Funny enough, Shane McMahon suffers torn quad injury. Like Ooh. father, like son. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that family's fucking cursed. By the way, I heard Vince was actually backstage tonight, which kind of makes sense given what happened. Um, Yeah, hell in a cell. Edge, brood edge. Shout out back to 1997 with Gargamel and Christian, that stable they had. Uh, defeated the demon Finn Balor, who was in full paint. And holy shit, he started leaking in this match. Oh, yeah. Got hit with, uh, threw a... Threw a ladder at him, yeah. Cut his head all open. They had to, I, I don't know if they stapled him real quick or hit him with like that glue or something, but well, at first, because I, I thought it was just like his pain or something coming off, but then I was like, no, that's just that's just straight up globs of blood on the mat. Yeah. Uh, great match. I 18 minutes, I think I think they ran the full time on this one. I thought at first they might have cut it short, but I don't think they did. This was a great, this was fucking brutal. Kendo sticks, chairs, tables, ladders. 
uh, Finn Balor off the a little platform that they had on the on the cell. Oh, this was this was so great. Obviously, Edge, you know, kind of the master of the TLC match. I didn't know that's where it was gonna go, but I love I love do I love Hell in a Cell matches. Uh, I should have known. I wish there'd been a little bit more like you know climbing up on on the cell, but neither of these guys are really those kind of guys. So yeah, uh, this was <sighs> this was my matchup. This was my favorite match. I think. Really, I think Old. so. I think so. Well, I'm a huge Edge guy, and I'm a huge Finn Balor guy. So, like, yeah, um, really good. Edge kind of had that look afterwards, like, you know, he was kind of like looking around, taking it all in. I hope this isn't the end of Edge, but he's he's pretty old, my dude. I know. And I mean, he it's it was literally an act of God for him to even come back in the first place. So if, if this was him going out, I'm fine with it because this was a this was this was his career in a match. Right. It had everything so i mean if he's got if 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 we got to say goodbye to him again that's fine i'm glad that he can go out actually wrestling instead of how we thought he was going to go out so we got to talk about this last one don't we final match of the night we got to talk about this one roman reigns cody rhodes by the way shout out big shout out uh, his wife and his mother and sister, I think he's in ringside with uh, Brody Lee Jr., the son of Brody Lee, also known as Luke Harper, died uh, about a year and a half ago. Huge member of the wrestling community. Uh, very sad. Died way too young. Died of something really rare, where like his lungs thicken or something. Like just just one of those things. Like you know, fucking you know, life short, I guess. Anyway, very, very nice to see him there. Uh, Cody Rhodes, man, this has been a program, dude. I've loved this. This match had the biggest match feel of any match I think I've seen in years, man, in years. And I was I was excited for a Roman Reigns match, man. That's how good this, this buildup was. I was excited to yeah, see they, Roman Reigns wrestle. This, this one was so good, and man, was it a great match. Uh, Solo Sokoa at, at ringside with the wise man, Paul Heyman, who's, God, just always great. Literally just always great. I love Paul Heyman so much. Paul Heyman's the best. He's so good. Um, Solo Sokoa kept interfering. He gets thrown out. Everyone's losing their minds. Cody's Cody's fighting back the entire time. Roman's losing it. He, he, he's going, I can't, I can't finish this. I can't finish this. And then... Who comes out? But the Usos beat the shit out of Cody Rhodes. And I said, man, watch old boy show up. And lo and behold, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn show up, run him out. Turns turns start the tides. Up on Roman. Start turns the tides on Cody. <laughs> Can't do it. They go into a final struggle. They're just throwing bows at each other. Throwing bows. And then fucking ref interference with paul Heyman. solo sokoa comes out of the crowd and hits him with the samoan spike down on the mat for three god this i don't know why i'm way to go out i don't know why i'm shocked this is classic wwe and it was like they knew everyone thought this was it for rain it had to be. It's like it had to be. You've invoked this dude's dead father. You've invoked this dead guy's dead father multiple times, and this is his destiny to fulfill his father's love for him. There's no way he loses. And then he and loses. Then they hit you with the not always happy endings in Hollywood line right after the match. That, that was pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, I, I got to give it to them. They, they do continue to subvert expectations even when you think you've got it all figured out you know um the only problem is i just don't i don't know where it goes from there like if cody if cody can't beat him who can right i i don't know i mean you've got some people on the roster right now that aren't there uh randy orton maybe could come back but you're not gonna get you're not gonna put the universal championship on randy orton that dude's like in his mid-40s I think 
43. No, sh no shot. He's from Knoxville, too. What the fuck? Oh, well, it's a lot of it. big stuff from the area. It's fucking everybody from Knoxville? Man. Okay. Whatever. Um, I just, I just don't see where you go with this. Like, am I blind? <sighs> yeah, I have no idea. Well, as far as Cody Rhodes goes, honestly, I think the next pro next program up for him is like teaming up with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and doing some like fighting with the three underlings of the bloodline. Like the, the whole bloodline falling apart thing is not over with. I do also think that the rift between Roman and the bloodline members is going to start growing because I think... I think it's going to start getting into a thing where he's like angry at them because they keep yeah. having to help him. And it's like, what you think I can't win on my own? Oops. I, I think now here's my theory. Okay. So SummerSlam, August 5th, gives them a few months to build up another storyline. Yeah. And by that point, Roman Reigns will have hit the a thousand day mark on his right. belt. And I think that's when they do it. That's the prediction I'm throwing out now. Yeah, I could see. Yeah. I don't know how they do it, but I feel like they let him get that 1,000-day mark. Yeah. But and possibly. SummerSlam. SummerSlam is a pretty big event, right? I just don't know how you... I will say this after I finish. I don't know how you build Cody Rhodes back up. Unless... Unless you put these two in like some sort of like... I don't know, uh, like, like, well, a Hell in a Cell match or something, a cage match, honestly, something like that, which I think would be really cool, something like that. But I like, I just, I'm, I'm having trouble. Like, how do you really build him back up from this? Because it's like, there's not much he can. I mean, he gave everything, right? You put everything yeah. into the story. I don't know how you rebuild this unless, and I will say this. Uh, his brother, Dustin Rhodes, was backstage. Dustin Rhodes is currently signed with AEW. I don't know how, like how, you know, if he's like hard signed or if that's coming to an end or something. I could see them maybe bringing him back in some capacity, even just like to like just to show up. And it's like, you know, hype him back up and be like, oh, you know, all that shit Romans and Paul said about dad. That's not true. Dad always loved you. You were his favorite son, all that. You know, maybe, maybe he reaches down deep. Uh, I did notice in this match, I expected a lot more like tributes to his father, but it I guess it did kind of make sense considering he didn't win. So I, I don't know, maybe he reaches down deep and like really channels the Dusty Rhodes thing. And that's how they bring him back from this. But it's, it's an uphill climb. I definitely see in the short term, like I said, that three-man program with the uh, underlings of the um, the bloodline. Definitely going into backlash here in May, which, as I said, will be in Puerto Rico. So that, of course, is the next one up. Man, uh, all right, this isn't my favorite WrestleMania. My favorite WrestleMania still remains 30. All right, of course, 30 was um, in New Orleans. That was the one... Uh, that was the one where uh, Daniel Bryan beat. Um, the hell did he beat? That was a really good one. What was that? Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. Randy Orton? No, Batista. Ah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Randy Orton. Randy Orton. A triple threat match for the W. Oh my God, I love that match. That was so good. So that was definitely my favorite. But I think this one. <sighs> It's in the top three. It's in the top it three. It was definitely. pretty good. Yeah. Did Daniel Bryan wrestle twice? What? Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I see now. I remember. It's kind of hard to remember. That was nine years ago. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I've been saying it since, since the Royal Rumble. Like, WWE is in, like, a really good place right now. They have, like, a really, a lot of really decent talent. Um... Their writing is pretty decent. Like he, like I disagree with them putting Roman over Cody, but I get it, kind of. And like you said, they played it well. That ending with like you know it's not always happy in Hollywood. That that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Like that that soothes the pain. 
obviously a lot's gonna happen tomorrow night on the raw after mania um i've i was talking about it tonight to with the people that are watching it with me i said where the hell's bray wyatt man because like they brought bray wyatt back with his peewee playhouse bullshit thing a couple of weeks ago but then he just like disappeared again so uh who was he who was he feuding with last when when he was fucking they don't bring Bray Wyatt to challenge Roman. Surely not. No. No. What do you think? No idea, dude. I'm mm. uh, I'm pretty new to the wrestling, so I don't know who a lot of these people that weren't in the main events are. Oh, okay. Uh, Bray Wyatt's that weird dude. He's fat. Ah, uh, you'll see. Uh, sh- okay. Well, good WrestleMania. Fuck Roman Reigns. Oos. Hate the bloodline. Love Cody Rhodes. Free shipping on merch tonight if you're interested in getting a t-shirt. I'm alright. Okay. Alright, well, that's all I got. So, well, uh, we got uh, anything we want to remind the folks about? No? Okay. No. Well, let's get out of here then. All right. See y'all. See y'all next week with uh. Well, just just XFL now. Oh, uh, one programming note. Not next week, but the next USFL is back. We'll talk about that next week more. Uh, kind of exciting because XFL. I said USFL, right? Yeah. Uh, XFL starting to wind down, so USFL coming back will be fun. Football deep into the summer. Love to see it. All right. Say good night. Good night.